0: Hey everyone, welcome to Omega Voice. Our podcast led by Apostle Andrew Asari, the presiding apostle of Omega Churches and senior pastor of Omega Church Center. Thank you for joining us today. Wherever you are listening from, we hope that this message inspires and encourages your faith. Greetings in the name of the Lord Jesus. My name is Andrew Asari, um, overseer of Omega Churches. Good to be with you again and I welcome you to this broadcast. Um, Just thank God for another week, another um, opportunity to be together in fellowship and to hear the word of God and share the word of God with one another. And Trust God for the move of his spirit, the move of his power through his word uh, to bring to us uh, inspiration, motivation, edification and inner strength and, and mental and emotional stability, authority and dominion over all the works of the enemy to thrust forth into the things of God and to fulfill every commission and any assignment that God has for us. Praise God for it. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we want to thank you for your many blessings upon our hearts and upon our lives. Uh, all over the years even till today and we thank you for the blessing of this day and the blessing of this season and the coming season we thank you for the awakenings of god and the move of your spirit and the revivals oh lord breaking forth and burning and brewing and in many hearts of many believers and in, in many regions in the world today we thank you lord that the, your, the power of the light of your word overcomes and dispels the darkness and the darkness cannot comprehend the light of your holy word. It is written that the, the knowledge of your word shall fill the entire earth as truly as you live. The whole earth shall be filled with the glory of the knowledge of your word. We praise God that we have an opportunity to hear your word, the opportunity to preach your word, the opportunity to declare your word, that your word will fall on the good ground of the hearts of your people. Your people will be empowered and encouraged and, and released into working greater works for you. In Jesus' name, at the sound of my voice, let every distraction be canceled. Let every opposition and the power of darkness in the realms of the Spirit be subdued and be rendered ineffective and harmless. In Jesus' name, subdue any rule and dominion of of the enemy. In Jesus' name, let the power of the Spirit of God bring and communicate the word of God effectively into the hearts of all your people and in the hearts of every listener and confirm your word with great signs following. And Lord, I thank you for it. In Jesus' mighty and precious name, amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Glory to God, hallelujah. Well, friend, today I want to share with you on the subject, dangers of self-righteousness, dangers of self-righteousness. That's so many times, Uh, there's so many uh, times even in the christian church and among christian people there are some people that have a sense of this self-righteousness that they believe that they are more um, they are better than others that they do well than others that they do good things and good stuff and they they are good people and they are goodness and they are their kindness supersedes that of others and they compare themselves with others that they they think that others are not even um, good christians and they are not even uh, righteous enough uh, to be uh, called children of god and people also try to have self-confidence in 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 the things that they they do as though those things uh, that they do they think are so good and so wonderful will end them um, a place before God and will earn them some special uh, position before God. It's all wonderful for us to have confidence in the good things that we do. And in fact, God rewards all the good things that we do and all the seeds that we sow. And God wants us to be kind and good and so on and so forth. But none of those uh, things uh, actually will pay for our salvation or will atone for our sins or will even um, um, um give us a special uh, place before God if we don't do those things out of a pure heart and out of a pure conscience. Uh, so self-righteousness can be it can be dangerous. And sometimes some people also judge others um, uh, not knowing the intent and the motives that those people have in doing what they do. People sit b- back and they, they criticize others and they judge others. What those people are doing, and you may not even know their motive and their intent. Sometimes people have the right motive and the right intent and the right conscience for doing the things that they do and saying the things that they do. Uh, they say, but if you don't know their hearts and their conscience, you may you you don't have the right to judge them or to condemn them. If you if you condemn people without knowing their t- intentions and thoughts, that is self-righteousness. That is to say that those guys are bad and you are the good guy and you you are better than all of those uh, people around you. People have a sense of uh, superior superiority and uh, what I call a better than you, a better than you syndrome. And sometimes we find that in the church. Well, of course, we find them outside the church. If they, those things are found outside the church amongst unbelievers, unbelievers don't know the word of God they don't have the spirit of God in, in them they don't know any better but when these things uh take place in the house of God the church of God where people think they are better than others uh they they, they do well than others they have they, they they have you know they are more holier than others and they they know more of the word of God and they obey more of the word of God and so they are special and they are better than others who don't really uh, match up to the. Their, their, the knowledge that they have and the good things that they do, and they may try to put other people down. We are supposed to, um, uh, you know, we are supposed to be sure. We are supposed to come out of such attitudes and not allow such attitudes to take over our lives and take over the body of Christ and the church. It brings division. It brings condemnation. It brings uh, inferiority. There, there, there comes a sense of a group of people. Uh, with superiority complex and a group of people with inferiority complex in the body of Christ and in the church, And uh, we are not supposed to do that. We are supposed to encourage one another, have fellowship and communion, bring each other up, exhort one another, inspire one another, motivate one another, um, so that we can all grow uh, together and be blessed together. In in the name of the Lord Jesus, uh, so we have to. I want us to look at some of the things that as the dangers of self righteousness and uh, first of all. No one can, out of their own uh, righteousness, uh, be saved or come or be reconciled to God um, out of their own righteousness. Um, our relationship with God uh, is based on His grace and it's based on His uh, faith in Christ and in the atoning and redemptive work of Christ on the cross in His death and resurrection. Uh, our faith in that, in that which Jesus did on the cross, is what brings us... Um, before God, and that's what gives us a place before the Lord, not on uh, doing not our own works, none none of our good deeds and our own works and the wonderful things we do can buy us a place in heaven or can buy salvation before God. It's all of Jesus. It's all about Jesus. He's the author and the finisher of our faith, the beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega. Everything is from Him and through Him and for Him. He's the one, God is the one who initiated our redemption. He initiated the plan of our salvation. And He's the one who causes us, by the help of the Holy Spirit, to wake up to the gospel and to hear the gospel and to to give us the faith to believe the truth of the gospel and come to the place in Him where we can be saved and reconciled uh, to God and come into covenant with Him. So we cannot be saved, we cannot do anything outside of God's mercy, outside of God's grace, and outside of God's own righteousness. Now the Jews, Paul says in Romans chapter 10, and verse one to four, Paul was sharing. He says that, brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. So many people uh, have a zeal of God, just like this uh, is is is, is, the, this is like the people of Israel or the the, the, the Jews. They had a zeal They have a zeal for God. They want to serve God. They want to follow God. They want to be blessed by God. But they do things not according to the knowledge of God. Not according to the. Uh, not according to the teachings of the inst- instructions of, of of the of the word of god they have their own zeal verse 3 says for they being ignorant of god's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of god for christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth now some people yeah they try to do things to establish their own righteousness being ignorant of the righteousness of god we have to have a knowledge of the righteousness of god and operate and function in 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 ways that line up or align with god's uh, instructions and god's teachings on righteousness not going about doing our own things and and trying to uh, impress god or trying to do things in a way that we think can approve can earn the approval of god we must find God's ways according to his word and do his will. And that's the, then this, the, the righteousness of God will be established in our hearts and in our lives. And we will be approved of God. We must not establish our own righteousness. The Jews wanted to be doing things in a way that would end them salvation or end them a place before God. But they were not doing it according to the, the, uh, the, the word of God. They were trying to end righteousness through the law, but the law does not bring the law of God. The commandments, you know, there were over six hundred uh, uh, instructions in the in the law and in the commandments that God has has given through 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 the prophets and and through the judges and through the Levites and and all of those people over six hundred of them. And how can you know all of those and remember all of those? Any. Point in time and obey. So those those instructions are guidelines that lead the people of God to Jesus Christ. They all point to Christ. That Jesus had come. So and Jesus came to fulfill every part of the law on our behalf. Jesus says he did not come to uh uh to cancel the law or to put away the law, but he came to fulfill the law, he came to fulfill all righteousness on our behalf. And he he came to complete and perfect the law and end the law. So he's the end of the law, Paul says in verse 4 of Romans 10. But Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believes. End of the law for righteousness. That doesn't mean that the law is now cancelled and the law is not needed anymore. But what it meant. Uh, what it means is that Jesus came to fulfill the law. He came uh, to declare that all that the law is, uh, the law of God and all those commandments were all about is embodied in himself. He is the person of the he's the he's the law that has come in person. He has come to reveal himself uh, in, in 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 the in the personality of the of the second person in the in the trinity that Jesus has come as the law. And he has come to perfect the law, fulfill the law, and make the law good. So when we receive Jesus, then by faith, we, in a sense, we have fulfilled the law in Christ. Because Christ fulfilled the law. And if Christ is in us, then he has fulfilled the law on our behalf. And he gives us the ability to line up our hearts and our actions and our intents and our motives uh, with the word of God. And that we can be free from all the shackles and the chains of the law. So the Bible teaches that the law is like a schoolmaster guiding us uh, to the way of salvation, pointing us to Jesus Christ. The scripture says in Isaiah chapter 64, verse 6, it says, But we are all as unclean things, and all our righteousness are as filthy rags, and we do all fade as a leaf. Our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. You know, all our righteousness are like filthy rags. When we go around working our own righteousness, trying to do things so wonderful to fulfill the Lord, the commandments, we, 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 we may even falter. And all the good th- things that we think we do that will end as a place before God and favor before God and before men, may, may be like filthy rags before God. They, they are all unclean. So we cannot, out of our own volution, out of our own good works, out of our unrighteousness um, uh, come to the place of salvation and redemption. The Bible says that it is by grace that we are saved through faith and that is not of ourselves. It is the gift of God not of works, lest any man should boast. So we are not saved by works, we are not saved by good deeds, we are not saved by righteous uh, uh, trying to be good and kind and all of those things have their place. They are very important. But those things will not end a salvation or redemption. Those things will not break the power of sin over our lives and will not break the power of demons over our lives. Um it, we need to be we, we need to continue doing good things. The Bible says that but that salvation is through faith through Christ and and, and it's by his grace and his mercies. And that we get saved. But when we are get, we are saved, the Bible says that that we should we are saved. When we are saved, we we should walk in good works which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. So God has ordained. He has he has his foreordination and his foreplan. And through his foreknowledge, he has designed that the child of God who gets saved through grace by faith will also and uh, not and uh, not by works after he's saved, we'll walk in good works. So some people say we are saved by grace, by faith, so we don't need to do good works because good works, works doesn't save us. Yeah, works doesn't save us. Grace and faith will save you. But once grace and faith saves you, you must walk in good works because God has foreordained good works that we should walk in them, hallelujah. So we need to know how to reconcile the two, saved by mercy and saved by grace and saved by faith through, uh, through Jesus Christ. But once we are saved and born again, we walk in, in, in that good works. We walk in the righteousness that we have received through Christ Jesus. Amen. But we have to understand that our own self righteousness and our own doing will not end us any place um, uh, before God. It's all by Him. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. He begins it all, and He, he guides us through the journey, and He ends it all. So everything is from Him. And to Him and through Him everything is from Him through Him and to Him and we have to understand that uh, about about God and about all that God has done through Christ for us and that we receive all of those by faith and walk in in that grace and in that mercy and in that faith obeying the Word of God obeying the instructions of God and uh, the grace of God is, is the ability God's grace is the ability of God to, uh, to help us to or to equip us to walk in his ways to walk in the light of his word that is grace grace is not is grace is not the chance to uh, go as, and sin with the intention of going to get forgiveness after 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 sinning that because the grace of god is there and you are always going to be forgiven you decide and um, willingly to sin and willfully to uh, do wrong things and then after that to go get forgiveness whatever repentance you bring before the lord once you repent in your heart whatever sin you commit god will forgive you of every sin but you don't have to decide to go and live in sin and after that get forgiveness that is not the plan of god that's not the purpose of god you the grace of god equips you enables you empowers you to overcome sin the bible says that sin shall no more have dominion over you and we are not supposed to walk in sin because we think that grace will abound. No, we are not supposed to do that. According to Romans chapter 6, we are supposed to walk in that grace that equips us and gives us the ability and the enablement and the equipment and the tools and, and, and all that we need to be able to overcome every trial, every test, every temptation. Praise God. man. let's continue uh, looking at self-righteousness. In Luke chapter 18, Verse 9 to 14, um Jesus spoke the parable um of of the of two guys who went to pray, and, and that's quite an interesting passage of, of scripture. So let's try to look at what Jesus is trying to tell us here. In Luke chapter 18, verse number 9, and we're reading up to verse 14. It says that's Jesus speaking here, he spake a parable unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. So it means this happens. You know, some people have this self-righteousness attitude. They have this self-righteousness attitude that they are better. They trust in themselves, in their own good deeds, and they think that they are better than others. So they despise others. They have this, what I always call, better than you syndrome. They they are good and they are self attained, self accomplished, self achieved, self acquired, and they believe in themselves. And so they trust in themselves and they think that others who are not like them are inferior. And so they despise those, those, those guys. That verse 10 says, two men went up into the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee and the other a publican. Now the Pharisees were the religious leaders and the teachers of the law and they know the Bible, they know the scriptures, they know the Torah, they, they know the Pentateuch, the, all the five books of Moses and all the law and everything and the ceremonial law. They were highly uh, qualified spirit, spiritual leaders and spiritual instructors of their day. The publicans, the publicans were those people who were tax collectors. You know, in the days of Jesus, the Roman government um, had jurisdiction over over the Jews over the people of Israel so the roman government imposed taxes upon the people uh, of of Israel and those tax collectors were were also Jews who had been contracted by the roman government to to collect the taxes and those publicans uh, uh, who were collecting the taxes were hated by the Jews because they were not they were not truthful. They always in, impose more taxes on the Jews to take more money, and they don't even uh, take the all that they collect, all the taxes that they collect to the Roman government. They will pocket uh, uh, a whole chunk of the taxes that they collect, and they go and declare less the amount that they have collected. And so the publicans were not trusted. They were even hated by the people because they they burden the people with 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 uh, the overburdening the people with their tax uh, attitude and impose all kinds of tax so they they were they were they were everybody knew in Jesus days that the publicans you know were, were not truthful they were not uh, they were not straightforward and it's even believed that the publicans were the kind of guys who their whose testimonies were not even accepted in the law courts in those days When they uh, someone they needed the court needed a witness or someone to testify regarding a particular case and the person is a publican the court will not even allow them to testify because the court could not trust that they will be truthful. That's how bad it was that the publicans. That's how bad they were as uh, as publicans and everybody hated them. Now, so there there was one Pharisee. Uh, Jesus was talking about the parable here, who was a highly religious person and a publican who everybody hated and knew they were all tax collectors, they were sinners. The Bible says the Pharisees stood and prayed thus with himself. God, I thank thee that I'm not as one, I'm, I'm not as other men are, extortionists, unjust, adulterous, or even as these publicans. You know, the publicans were noted to be extortionists and unjust and adulterous, you know, so that's what the Pharisee. That was his prayer. He was not even concentrating on himself. He was uh, he was coming before God, bringing condemnation and judgment on the other publican, and uh, you know thinking that he was better than that publican. This so is the Bible says in verse twelve. It says, "I fast twice." The the religious guy says, "I fast twice in in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess," and the publican standing afar off will not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven but smote his chest smote upon his uh, smote upon his breast saying god be merciful to me a sinner i tell you that this man went down to his house justify rather than the other for everyone that exalted himself shall be abased and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted now jesus said this parable to teach that self-righteousness, as the Pharisee thought that he's so spiritual, he fast twice a week. He gave his tithes and, and, and offerings and, and he tithes of all that he possessed. And that he's not an extortioner and a, 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 an and a adulterer like the other pe- publican. So he went in his own righteousness, in his own self-righteousness before God in prayer. And Jesus says he was not even here, but a publican who went before God humble, striking his chest and 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 saying the lord be merciful unto me because i'm a sinner striking his breast and and saying oh god uh, help me i repent the bible says that this humble publican sinner who's confessed his his sins before the lord went his way and he was he was justified so jesus is telling us that coming into our uh, god before god with our pride with our ego with our self-righteousness we're telling God of all the good things that we, we think we do without being repentant or humble in our hearts. The, you know That will not get us anywhere. So there's dangers in self-righteousness. Now there's a place where we can come to God and even tell God of all the good things that we do uh, for him and argue our case and plead our case before God as Hezekiah did, as you know the Christians did in the case of Dor- Dorcas in the book of Acts. There's a place for that. But that has to be done in the heart of humility, in the heart of repentance. It should not be our works of righteousness that we think will justify us. We should be good people. Uh, the gospel makes good people. The word of God changes lives and makes uh, even bad guys good and people, so we should be good people, and that's what we have been created to do. The new creation is being created unto good works, but our good works is not what will bring us forgiveness or justification or reconciliation before God. We should be humble and very repentant. So repentance is very, very important. Now, there's another case that we can look at and refer to in in this in this topic of dangers of self-righteousness. In Luke chapter 23, verse 39 to 43. Luke chapter 23, verse 39 to 43. This is the story of Jesus on the cross being crucified and was crucified between two thieves, the scripture says. So let's look at verse 39. Here it says, and one of the male factors, which where hand reeled on him, saying, If thou be Christ, save thyself and us. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Dost not thou fear God, seeing that thou, thou art in the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man hath done nothing amiss. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. And these two thieves were also hung on the cross at the day that Jesus Christ was being crucified, and he was one of them was on his left and on his right. And one of these guys, he he had no humility, he had no repentance. He even accused Jesus, saying, If thou be Christ, save thyself and us. You know, with all his pride and with all his ego, he was even reeling Jesus and even trying to condemn Jesus that if you think you are Christ, if you say you are really Christ. In other words, words, he's saying that if Jesus will not work a miracle to deliver them from the cross so that they all will escape death on the cross, then Jesus is not Christ. In other words, he rejected Jesus as the savior or the Christ or the Messiah. He did not even believe that Jesus the Messiah. The other thief says that you should fear God. This man has done nothing wrong. We did what was wrong, and we are supposed to be punished. But this guy he didn't do anything. And then he's he said that other good that thief you know uh, said to Jesus. Remember me when you get into that your kingdom. That means the thief confessed that Jesus has a kingdom. Jesus is the Messiah and Jesus came to declare his kingdom and the Bible says Jesus responded and said today Thou shalt be with me in paradise. That thief on the cross Was saved you know some Christians call him the good thief. Whatever it is the penitent thief or they have all kinds of description good thief or good bad guy and all those kinds of things but the the fact of the matter here is that this guy repented of his sins he accepted that he has sinned he accepted that he was supposed to be condemned but he called upon the Messiah he called upon the Christ and says that remember me when you come into your kingdom Uh, I I don't have my own self-righteousness I'm a sinner but remember me and Christ says today you shall be with me in paradise so we must have a place in our hearts for God, a place of humility, a place of repentance, a place where where we can embrace the righteousness of God, not our own righteousness, and, and thinking that that will save us. That will not save us. In fact, many times that will land us into danger and it will open us up to um, to error, to the activities of the enemy, and the, de- the devil can take advantage, undue advantage, over people who operate in self-righteousness. Remember what Jesus says that we should judge um, uh, people, we should judge not, that we be not judged. Don't go around condemning people, judging people. But Jesus says there are some people who have uh, a log in their own eyes and and they don't see that log in their own eyes, but they can see a little, little tiny speck in other people's eyes. And, and Jesus doesn't want us to condemn people or judge people, especially when we don't know their intentions and their, and their motives. The, you, uh, and human beings, we are limited in trying to find out people's intentions and motives, whether those intentions are pure, just, and right. It only takes God to know all the hearts of all men and their intentions and their motives. Uh, that is why in the law court, uh, the, the, the law court will always try to find intent and motive before they pass judgment. They have to get uh, detectives, they have to get uh, 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 lawyers, they have to get all kinds of people working on cases to bring evidence and they have to be certain of evidence before they pass judgment. You cannot pass judgment when you don't have any good evidence, you don't have intent and motive and it's not proven. So we need to be careful of self-righteousness, going about criticizing people, judging people, condemning people, putting other people down, thinking that we are better than all those uh, people around us. But humility before God and repentance bring to us um, the blessings of salvation and brings to us uh, the redemption of God. And God comes through for all people who who do not operate in self-righteousness, but they operate in the righteousness which is of God. Now the scripture says, Jesus himself said in Luke chapter five and verse number 32, Luke chapter five, verse 32, Jesus says, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. You know, he came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. That that is to say, Jesus did not come to call those who are self-righteous. Jesus has no He has no time for people who are self-righteous because all our righteousness are like fatal rags before God, the Bible says. So if you are self-righteous, and you think that your righteousness can save you. That you are better than everybody else around you. Um, Jesus did not come for people like that. He came to for those who acknowledge their sin and those who are ready to repent of their sin. So Jesus came for the the, the sinners to be repent to repent. You know, to look at the New Testament scriptures, when the people in Jesus' day they, they even hated the tax collectors and the publicans, uh, the guys like Zacchaeus and the rest of them. They were hated, and they were people call them sinners you know what Jesus came and Jesus went into the house of Zacchaeus and he was accused of being a friend of tax collectors and sinners Jesus was always identifying himself with the downtrodden with the rejected with the 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 people that were not uh, accepted in society with sinners with tax collectors and so uh, most of the religious people accused Jesus and they said that if you say you are righteous, the Messiah, the Son of God, why are you uh, eating in the same bowls, in the same bowl with tax collectors and publicans and sinners and extortioners? You know. But Jesus came for the sinner. He wanted the sinner to be to repent. Jesus came for those who are drug addicts that He can deliver them. He has the power to deliver drug addicts. Jesus came for extortionists that people who are not living right extorting people, murderers and, and prostitutes and the downtrodden and the rejected in society even came for the poor. He cared for the poor and he preached that the poor should be taken care of. You know, so Jesus came identifying himself with the people, with needy people, not people who think they have arrived, not people who think they are better than everybody else. Jesus came for those who are meek in, in heart. You know, he came for those who have the humility to call upon his mercy and to call upon the righteousness that he has come to offer us. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 1, verse 16 to 17. Paul speaking here, says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So we see that the gospel, the, the, the Paul is saying that the gospel is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. Everyone that believeth, whether you are Jew or Greek. But the gospel is first preached to the to the Jew first, and then to the Greek, because salvation is of the Jews. The Jews gave, gave us the prophets. The prophets gave us the law. They gave us the gospel. They gave us the word. They gave us the savior. Jesus was a Jew. So God uh, uh, placed the Jew first that they should hear the gospel. And then also to the Gentiles, to the entire world. But the gospel is for both Jews and Gentiles, for everybody who believes. When you believe the gospel, it's the power of God to save you. And the Bible says that in the the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. God wants us to uh, uh, embrace the righteousness that he has designed and baked for us. The righteousness that he presents to us. So the Bible says, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Righteousness, it comes through, uh, the righteousness of God is revealed. It's imparted to us when we receive the gospel. Praise God Almighty. It is the righteousness of God, not our own righteousness. God's righteousness given to us presented to us and we must receive that. Romans 5 verse 17, for if by one man's offense, death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. So righteousness is a gift. The righteousness is the character and the nature and the the attribute of, of God. And he presents that righteousness as a gift through Jesus Christ. To us, and we must receive it. It's an impartation of God. It's a gift of God given to us without works, because we cannot buy the righteousness of God. It takes only Jesus Christ's blood, the blood that Jesus shed, to buy for us to purchase the righteousness of God. Jesus was made sin for us, who He who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. First, Second Corinthians, uh, Second Corinthians, five, twenty-one. For God have made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So Jesus was made sin. God put our sin upon Jesus. And God took the righteousness of Jesus and put it upon us. That's the perfect substitute, the perfect exchange. Jesus took our sin and we received his righteousness because God gave us his righteousness. It's a gift imparted to us. We must receive the righteousness of God. So we become righteous by faith we become righteous faith. we are justified by faith justification means to be made righteous so justification is the door that opens into the house of righteousness to be justified means to be acquitted of every uh, at every charge rallied against you 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 all those charges are dropped and you are acquitted you are free of all those charges of sin, iniquity, and transgression. They are all canceled by the blood of Jesus Christ. That that means you are justified. And if you are justified, then it means you are made righteous. So justification opens the door to the chamber of righteousness and that is what you become because Christ died for you because Christ shed his blood for you you are uh, if you receive Jesus you become justified all charges are dropped every sense of condemnation and uh, uh, and inferiority is cancelled and you you are made now you, you you become the the righteousness of God you are made God's righteous God's righteousness hallelujah God recreates you again and now you are no more a sinner, but you have been recreated. You have been made, made the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So we, we see that Jesus came for the sinner. Uh, Jesus imparts his righteousness to us when we receive him by faith. We need to understand this subject because it's very important. It's very important in our spiritual warfare. Right, The subject of righteousness is in, important in our faith walk here on earth in our victorious living as Christians and in our our conquering um, attitude and posture when it comes to spiritual warfare. In Ephesians chapter six, verse 13 to 15, the scriptures talks about the breastplate of righteousness. The breastplate of righteousness. Verse 13 says, it says, wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins get about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet short with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Hallelujah. The Bible talks about the armor of God. Righteousness, the gift of righteousness, or the righteousness of God is part of God's armor. Note, note that it talks about the breastplate of righteousness, and it is God's armor. It, it, the breastplate of righteousness is part of God's armor. So, if it's God's armor, then that, that righteousness is not your righteousness. That breastplate of righteousness is is God's righteousness because it's God's armor that you are wearing. So, everything here in Ephesians six talking about the believer's armor, uh, the, the armor, uh, the believer's armor is the actually the armor of God, the tools and the weapons and 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 and. Uh, and and the and the things that God has made available Himself to the believer, God has in Himself made available these weapons and tools uh, for the believer to arm himself, to equip himself, so that he will be able to stand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Praise God. So the armor of uh, 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 breastplate being part of the armor of God, the breastplate covers the the chest area that is speaking of the heart. The heart is very important. The heart must receive the righteousness of God as the gift of God. If the heart is 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 righteous and feels righteous, then the then that then the whole person the whole being is covered because the breastplate covers the heart, covers uh, the whole chest area, and uh, and uh, that's a wonderful sensitive organ that uh, called the heart that pumps and uh, the blood throughout our bodies and and gives us life and vitality and and health and and, you know it's covered and protected. Now you have to understand that in spiritual warfare when the enemy comes a lot of people are not really uh, strong uh, in facing the devil because they always have this sense of condemnation and the devil tries to accuse people the devil is called the accuser of the brethren. He, he reminds people of their past. He reminds people of their sin. He, he reminds people of their imperfections. And, and he gives them a sense of inferiority before God that they have no sense of, of righteousness. Another meaning of righteousness is to have a right stand with God. Now, we, our faith and our prayers become effectual when we have confidence before God, and when we know that we have a right stand before God. Righteousness is, is to have a right stand before God. We are justified, and we enter into the presence of God without any sense of condemnation, any sense of inferiority, and but we have a sense of Of union and communion and fellowship with God. That's what righteousness is all about. Righteousness is the nature and the character of God. So when we come with that nature and character of God before God, we can have fellowship with God because God is righteous and we have received His righteousness. So righteousness and righteousness can have communion, can have fellowship, can be identified. We are joined to the Lord and we have become one spirit with Him. Righteousness gives us access to be joined to the Lord. It gives us access to the throne of God. Righteousness gives gives us access into the presence of God. And by that righteousness, having a right stand with, before God, and, and that God have nothing against us, then we can communicate with God. That we know that whatever we talk to God about, He will hear us and He will do it on our behalf. So then righteousness is also uh, the ability to have no sense of condemnation before the devil and before adversity and before sin, sickness, disease. We have the confidence and the boldness and the faith to address Satan, that you cannot accuse us. We are no more sinners. We are a new creation. We are brand new people. We are brand new man. Therefore, we have authority over you. By the force of righteousness, Satan, you need to bow to the new creation. You need to bow to the child of God who has within his heart and his breastplate of righteousness is put on. The child of God must have confidence in the righteousness of God, not in in his own righteousness, but in the righteousness that God has purchased for him through the blood of Jesus Christ and imparted to his spirit. May you receive um, the impartation of uh, the the sense of of righteousness, the sense of justification, of being uh, uh, justified and and acquitted of all charges of condemnation and inferiority in your life and knowing that you are one with God and God is one with you and that you can stand in the face of any adversity and overcome and the devil cannot accuse you if people uh, cannot operate in faith as long as they have a sense of sin and they have a same consciousness a lot of believers have seen consciousness in their life. They are conscious of their past sins and the mistakes and the error that they've made and the devil tries to bring those things back to them. And remember what the devil will tell you, remember you did this and you did that, you, you are not no good. And if he, the devil will tell you that, you remember that even after you said you have repented and you prayed and fasted before God, you went and you did the same thing again. The devil will always want to remind you and bring condemnation on you, but righteousness acquits you of any sense of condemnation. The righteousness of God it deals with all your imperfections. God knows that you can never be perfect as Christ is. We grow into perfection. We grow to attain the image Of Christ, The Bible says that we are supposed to conform into the image of Christ. But we are being transformed from one degree of glory to the other. It's a process. We cannot be 100% like Jesus. It was 100% perfect. You know, we will will become like Jesus and we'll become perfect on the day that we are raptured and we go to heaven. And we will become like him. But now, uh, between now and then, we are in the process of transformation. We are being changed. A lot of things will drop, negative things will drop in our lives as we grow and mature in faith and in the Word of God and in obedience and in prayer. We we are growing by the day and being transformed from one degree of glory to the other. So God is not looking for you to be 100% perfect like God himself or Jesus himself before he hears your prayer. When you come to God, what he's looking for is your confidence and your faith. God, in in, in the righteousness he has given you, he wants to see you wearing the breastplate of righteousness. He wants to see his righteousness in your heart, that you have confidence, that you have received by faith, that you, you by faith are operating in the righteousness of God, that by faith you know that you have a right stand before God. God is looking at the breastplate of righteousness that he has given you. Have you put it on? Are you wearing it? If you are wearing it, that is to say that you have confidence in the righteousness god has imparted to you then god will hear you then you know that you, you 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 god hears the petition that you brought before him and if you know that god hears that petition then you know that you have the request that you you, you are making of him you know the bible says in 1 john chapter 3 and verse 20 it says for if our heart condemn us god is greater than our heart and knoweth all things Know that the heart will try to condemn you or the enemy will try to make sure that he reminds you of all your imperfections and negative things and condemn you in your heart. But no, the Bible says, the Apostle John says in 1 John 3.20, he says, even if your heart condemns you, God is greater than your heart and know of all things. God is greater than your heart. What does that mean? The righteousness of God is greater than the condemnation of your heart. The righteousness that God has given you is greater than the condemnation of your heart. So make sure that you were the breastplate of righteousness, operate in the righteousness of God, operate in the justification of God, operate in the fact that Jesus shed his blood and the blood has cleansed you and washed you from all sins. You know, when you begin to operate in self-righteousness, you you begin to ignore self-righteousness and operate in the God kind of righteousness, what begins to happen is that you begin to mature and sin begins to go far away from you. The chains of sin, the fetters of sins and all these addictions and oppression, they break off of you because the life and the energy of God through his righteousness is functioning and operating and it's alive inside of you, inside your heart, inside your conscience and inside your life. You begin to operate in the ability of God, in the grace of God uh, to do his will and to do what is right and to live right. When the, the, the righteousness of God is in, to you, and you are praying in that by faith, you begin to see that you you begin to think more like God, live more like God, live more like Jesus Christ, and, and because His righteousness is rubbing on you and driving you to do what He says you should do, and driving you to obey the Word of God with more ease and with more uh, 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 more naturally, you, you you tend you tend to obey the Word of God with more ease, and uh, the Word of God becomes more natural in your life. The Word of God is what you think about, you believe, and you talk, and you speak, and you act on, And, and purity and holiness begins to be the first place in your heart and in your life hallelujah so what the breastplate of righteousness first know that is by faith you are righteous by faith it's a gift of god so you are righteous by faith and operate in that faith in obeying the word of god as you operate in that faith obeying the word of god spirit of god will equip you And uh, obeying the word of God and walking in the word of God and acting on the word of God becomes easier and easier by the day. Believing and trusting God and standing before Him without any sense of condemnation or inferiority and sin consciousness become, become more, it becomes more natural. These things become more and more natural and more and more easier. And you begin to walk in the glory and in the presence of the Most High God. Now, in Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17, still talking about uh, uh, righteousness, the force of righteousness, the, the gift of righteousness that God has imparted to us, uh, talking about the fact that it's very important in our victorious Christian living and in our spiritual warfare. Let's see what the prophet Isaiah says in chapter 54, verse 17. He says, No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper and every tongue that shall rise up against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is of me, says the Lord. The heritage is your inheritance. The servants of the Lord are the people of God, the children of God. And the Bible says that we condemn every every tongue that rise up against us in, in judgment and no weapon that is formed against us shall prosper. The weapon that is formed against us are the weapon of evil tongue and negative tongue, the curses of the enemy, satanic and demonic and witchcraft activities rallied up against us, evil thoughts and evil eye and evil tongue rallied up against us. These are all weapons. And the Bible says those weapons formed against you will not prosper. And every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, you shall condemn. These things are dependent on on the fact that you have inherited the righteousness of God. You have inherited the righteousness. Your victorious Christian living, your successful spiritual life, and your success as a Christian, as a believer, as a child of God, depends on the fact that you are growing in righteousness consciousness, in the God kind of righteousness consciousness. You are growing in the consciousness of uh, of the righteousness of God in you and upon you. As a spiritual uh, uh, breastplate, that you you are always rejecting the negatives of the devil, the condemnations of the devil, and the sense of uh, unworthiness. You are always rejecting that and saying, "Hey, you are a child of God. You are the righteousness of God. So your you, your victory over Satan and over sin and over sickness, disease, which is witchcraft." principalities and powers depend on the on the fact that you you function and operate in God's righteousness. The Bible says no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. Hallelujah. We declare, we stand, we agree right now. No weapon, any weapon, any weapon of witchcraft, any curse, any yoke of bondage, any sickness sent against us, any arrow of the devil, any foul spirit released from the pit of hell against uh, the child of God, against you, against me, against any listener, we declare that no weapon, no weapon, no weapon. Jesus says that uh, nothing shall by any means hurt you. Jesus says, I've given you authority over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means, no, by no means, not through spiritual means, not through natural means or physical means, not through witches, not through wizards, not through agents of the enemy, or wicked people, or wicked tongues and wicked eye Nothing shall by any means hurt you. No weapon, we declare. Any weapon that is thrown against us, any arrow or dart of the enemy, we retain, we break every arrow, we break every activity of witchcraft, Jesus' name, I stand to agree with every listener. Right now, let any weapon thrown, any weapon of sickness, disease, I rebuke in the name of Jesus, any weapon of witchcraft, evil tongue against you, I rebuke in the name of Jesus. We break the arrow of the devil and the bow of the oppressor. In Jesus' mighty and precious name, we unlock and release the anointing of God and we say that no tongue that shall rise up against anyone listening to this broadcast shall. shall uh, shall overcome that listener but every tongue that shall rise up against you uh, uh, against any listener you will condemn the tongue of wickedness the tongue of fear the tongue of doubt the tongue of sickness and disease the tongue of retrogression we rebuke and we condemn every tongue Jesus mighty and precious name the tongue of insufficiency lack want poverty, the tongue of lack of opportunity. We break all these activities of Satan. They are demonic and we come against them. We have power and authority over all the power of the enemy. Nothing shall by any means hurt us. In Jesus' mighty name, this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God Almighty. Glory to God Almighty. Your righteousness is of God. You have the righteousness of God. And because the righteousness of God is your inheritance, praise the Lord. You can condemn every tongue that rises up against you, and no weapon that is fashioned against you shall prosper. Lift your hands and begin to praise God right now. In Jesus' name, righteousness is having a sense of boldness to destroy the works of the enemy. Praise God, receive that impartation of God's righteousness and receive that sense of boldness and that ability of boldness to destroy the works of the enemy. The Bible says that the, the, the devil sinner from the beginning, First John 3 eight. the devil sinner from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was made manifest that he will destroy all the works of the devil. The righteousness gives you the ability and the power and the authority and the potential and the the dominion of God to destroy all the works of the enemy. Righteousness gives you a sense of boldness over the works of hell and the works of the enemy. You have a right standing before God. You are made righteous. You are justified. Lift your hands and praise God and rejoice in this fact. In Jesus' name, and today pick up the breastplate of righteousness Righteousness and go for declaring that you are righteous, declaring that you have authority over the enemy, declaring that all his weapons fashioned against you will not prosper, all his weapons fashioned against you are canceled, destroyed, torn down, pulled down. Jesus, Jesus we declare the victories of God, we declare the, the triumphs of God, we declare the healings of God, we declare the deliverance of God, we declare the salvation of God, we declare the songs of deliverance. And the shouts of joy. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name, receive a fresh anointing upon your life. Receive the healing anointing upon your life. Receive the anointing that breaks yokes and lifts burdens uh, 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 over your life. In Jesus' name, receive the impartation of the righteousness of God, of the gift of righteousness in your life. Rise up in confidence. Rise up in boldness. Rise up in the, in the, in the, having a sense of justification and a sense of a greater a consciousness of the righteousness of God and go forth as a victor. Go forth as one who is more than a conqueror. Be healed, be saved, be delivered, be free. Let the peace of God uh, take take residence in your heart and in your soul right now. In Jesus' name, praise God Almighty. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your many blessings. Lift your hands, talk in tongues, worship God. Praise God for victory. Praise God for the gift of righteousness. Praise God for the fact that you have inherited this righteousness and on the basis of the righteousness of God you overcome. You are not a victor, you don't overcome Satan on your own self-righteousness, on the merit of your own self-righteousness. You overcome Satan and you overcome the world and you overcome adversity on the basis of the fact that Jesus has given you his righteousness. Because you are the righteousness of God, you overcome the world. Glory to God almighty. Hallelujah. Marasette coracho to fa raprachisto parente lento fresco la prostana vrente questo rabacata. Father on the basis of the fact that Lord Jesus purchased our redemption and he gave his righteousness unto us and we have been made the righteousness of God on the basis of the fact that you have given us your righteousness by the force of the righteousness of God by the power of the righteousness of God we overcome adversity we overcome the powers of darkness we over- overcome Satan and all his cause by the power of the righteousness of God by the integrity of the righteousness of God we rebuild every adversity we tear down every stronghold we declare clear freedom and liberty now in the name of Jesus. We speak peace into our hearts, into our minds. We speak peace into our homes. We speak peace into our families. We speak peace into our projects and assignments. We speak the righteousness of God and the victories of God in our communities, in our our cities, in the region wherever we are, wherever we occupy, wherever we we, we operate, wherever we live. In Jesus' name we release the, the force of righteousness into that region. The glory of God and the word of God will take residence and will overcome every adversity wherever we go in Jesus mighty and precious name receive now receive now the victory is yours this is your heritage this victory is your heritage overcoming adversity and the devil is your heritage it's your inheritance it belongs to you let nothing take it away from you Let not the devil steal it away from you by putting uh, any sense of inferiority and condemnation and sin consciousness in your life. You are the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. Be God conscious, not Satan conscious. Be God righteousness conscious, not sin conscious. Glory to God. God bless you in Jesus' mighty and precious name. Amen. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. If you want to receive Jesus, maybe you don't know Jesus. You never received him as your Lord and Savior. You want to receive Jesus and you want him to impart this righteousness to you. I want you to pray with me right now. In Jesus' name. Say with me, Heavenly Father. In the name of Jesus, I acknowledge that I am a sinner. That you sent Jesus Christ to die for me. I receive Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. Wash me from all my sins. Write my name in heaven in the Lamb Book of Life, knowing that Jesus died and you raised him from the dead. Thank you for saving me now in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 If you pray that prayer, Jesus came into your heart. He has forgiven you your sins and imparted unto you a new nature, a new spirit, the nature of righteousness. He who knew no sin, God made him to be sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. You have been made the righteousness of God in Christ. You have the righteousness of God by virtue and the merit of God's righteousness that you have imparted to your heart, imparted to your spirit you overcome any adversity here in this life and in the life to come in jesus name god bless you god bless you hallelujah in jesus name i like us to uh, pray for all those who may have any spiritual condition or any sickness or any struggle in their lives father i pray at the sound of my voice anyone listening to me whatever their need is I speak freedom, I speak liberty, I speak healing, I speak deliverance in the name of Jesus Christ the son of God. I declare wholeness and I declare healing in in the in someone who is suffering in their neck. I de, in, in, I declare healing in that neck in Jesus name. I declare healing in the throat in Jesus mighty name. I declare healing right now in every uh, from the neck up. In Jesus' name, condition from the neck, up around the head, the eyes, the ears, uh, from head and migraines, anything condition in the head, any condition in the eyes, the ears, in the the throat, in Jesus' name, in the neck, I rebuke these diseases, I condemn them, expel them in Jesus' name by the force of righteousness, by the fact that Jesus is our righteousness. In the name of Jesus, I declare health, I declare healing right now. Jesus mighty name. Hallelujah. Thank you Lord Jesus. Thank you Lord Jesus. If you have have a problem in your chest, in your heart, any heart condition, I rebuke it. Go down in the name of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. Hallelujah. If there's a place in your body you cannot move freely, if it's your hand, if it's your leg, if it's your joints, just begin to move and make some act of faith. In Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus, I release the healing, I release the deliverance, I release the peace and the joy. Right now, in Jesus' name, I release uh, opportunities in Jesus' mighty name, in the authority of the name of Jesus. Opportunities for work, opportunities to succeed, opportunities to advance, opportunities to progress. Now receive, it's all yours, belongs to you. It's yours, receive now, in Jesus' name I pray. And Lord, I thank you for it. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this, make sure to subscribe to our podcast and share it with your loved ones. For more information about our church, make sure to visit our website at www.omegachurchcenter.org. God bless you.